KGEZ Good Morning Show Drill Down. A candid conversation with our correspondent covering this morning's hottest story. And this is the second of our two exclusive KGEZ Good Morning Show Drill Downs. This one made possible by Dent Magic, the Valley's leader in less invasive car repair, Dent Magic. To uh, New York, I'm going to Washington, D.C. and Bob Costantini. Good morning, Bob. Sure, it's a beautiful day. Maybe to travel to New York. I don't know, guys. But uh, <laughs> not today. I, I love New York. I enjoy going there. Uh, good morning. Uh, Nikki Haley is uh, on a bus tour of the state she once ran, South Carolina. Uh, it's not normal tour, is what I'm calling it now, because uh, she is uh, some of her campaign rhetoric now is about how not normal it is to have two elderly uh, candidates. Um, and it's not normal to have Donald Trump in such legal circumstances. Um, she's not. She said yesterday that she's not going to quit the race, even if she loses in her home state. And at this point, the former President Donald Trump is some 30 percentage points ahead of her in the polling there. The, uh, uh, the primary is on Saturday. Um, but... Uh, I'll give you a quote from her. Some of you, perhaps a few of you in the media, came here today to see if I'm dropping out of the race. Well, I'm not far from it. That's what she told uh, reporters yesterday in South Carolina. Uh, She said, on Sunday, I'll still be running for president. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, she did talk about Joe Biden. Uh, Not normal to have an open border and not stop illegals from coming through it. Not normal to spend more time on gender pronouns than you do on reading and math. And then as far as Donald Trump was concerned, she said it is not normal to make fun of military members when they sacrifice. It's not normal to go and throw temper tantrums and say to your opponent's supporters that they no longer belong to you. Um, That is a reference, of course, uh, to Trump's uh, saying they're, you know, wondering where Nikki Haley's husband is. He's uh, deployed uh, for a year and uh, his past uh, comments the, Mr. Trump's past comments regarding war heroes and the like and people who died in, in wars. So, uh, and that, and then uh, she also uh, took on the, with Trump, took on the, what he had said earlier that if you vote for Nikki Haley, you can no longer be part of MAGA. So wow. uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's where we stand as we head towards mm-hmm. this uh, primary. Day. You know, I think about this, uh, and as you know, I'm, uh, uh, I, I, I'm disgusted at this age thing. Uh, I did a little bit of research. Uh, Okay, in 1776, in the infancy of our nation, the average white male could expect to live to be 38 years old. Uh, Now, uh, you can expect to live to be 78, and that is a, a, you know, that is a, 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 an average. But uh, the reality is, uh, uh, the majority of people are now living to be into their 90s. And so uh, things have changed a great deal. The life expectancy at the turn of the last century, 1900, was 45 years old. Um, so, you know, by, by rights, I, I would have been dead 30 years ago. Yeah. Yet here I am. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're seeing people who are older uh, creating some, uh, doing some really creative and insightful things. And so this argument about age uh, just doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's about well, thank like you, John, for giving us all hope. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> it's all—it's all really about vitality and thinking ability and decisiveness yeah. and and that kind of a thing. And we don't have any mandatory tests in this uh, country for that kind of a thing sure. for electable mm-hmm. officials. Uh, they probably didn't have such a thing in 1776. Yeah. Well, they didn't. Well, for the and, sake of conversation, John, let me ask you, because there are a lot of people who get polled about this, including elderly people. And many of them do say that, and I, I don't have a percentage in front of me right now, but many of them do say that um, they feel even at their age, whatever it may be, that they would not be able to handle the presidency. And that's, of course, uh, a difference, perhaps a difference here. Uh, and the question, obviously, a lot of people bring up is uh, Joe Biden's uh, gaffes and um, sometimes seeming to lose his place. And, and I'm sorry I interrupted you there, but go ahead. <laughs> well, his oh, blood, no. sh- blood sugar could be low. You know, there could be any number of things <laughs> that do that. But uh, I guess the, the point, uh, I, I I just, when you say the guy's too, he's 80 years old, he's too old, uh, I say no. If, if he can't handle the job, then he shouldn't be there. Yeah. It's like I shouldn't be yeah. here if I can't handle this job. And uh, that's the, the, I think that's the, the, the standard, and that's why I'm offended by this talk. Uh, if he could not handle the job, he would not be there. He would not be able to function. <laughs> Uh, and even FDR was able to handle the job even when he was on his deathbed. And I, I checked the uh, life expectancy charts that the insurance people use for a 77-year-old person and an 81-year-old person, and they both can expect to make it to about 87. So, you know, the the thing about that is... What about thinking ability, decisiveness, and organization built around you, feeding you so right. you don't have to do everything yourself? Well, this is a difference in, uh, in uh, styles that we, uh, we've seen here in the past few years. The Donald Trump leadership style was he was always in front. He was the leader. He was in front all the time. His cabinet members stood behind him. In, uh, yeah. in Joe Biden's leadership style, uh, he's not even there. He's not even there. His his uh, his cabinet members are doing the job, and uh, certainly he's in meetings and he knows what's going on. But he's not standing in front of these guys. You know, uh, he is. Uh, he's letting them do the job that they were hired to do, and, and that's, and that's a different type yeah. of leadership style. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm simply saying it's a different style. Well, the cabinet members have fanned out across the country, especially with all of the, you know, post-pandemic spending, uh, the, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act, and the, um, of course, uh, smaller projects related to infrastructure, whereas the bigger projects the president has um, often gone to them himself, uh, you know, like that bridge that runs from Kentucky into Ohio, where Mitch McConnell uh, was there to, you know, welcome the money that the North was going to uh, go across the Ohio River. So, yes, um, but the, the, this administration certainly has had uh, allowed cabinet members to go out more and more and get some of the credit. Um, and if you're a Secretary Mayorkas of Homeland Security, you've, get, you've gotten a lot of the blame, uh, including being impeached. But this, it's a different style. There's no question about it, uh, really. And uh, you know, Donald Trump's style 
has been to uh, say whatever he comes to his mind, and he used to tweet that out. And if he thought you weren't doing the job, you'd be fired very quickly, uh, and the like. And Joe Biden is not in, not anywhere near that sort of uh, leader for our country. So it, it is a huge difference in the styles. And uh, you know, Donald Trump's blurting out things from time to time does get him into trouble. There are questions about his cognitive abilities at his age. Some people, and Nikki Haley has brought that up a bit. But yeah, we're um, uh, we're we're facing this choice apparently in this country, and uh, you know we have to decide uh, those two different styles of um, you know who, who we want to lead us again. And uh, what about funding for? Uh the United States. We're facing a March 1st deadline here. Have we yep. made any any progress? Well, there hasn't been, I haven't heard of any progress on Capitol Hill, guys, because the, the House is away, and so much of this is going to depend on how Speaker of the House Mike Johnson wants to, wants to prevent, if, you know, uh, let's assume he does want to prevent a government shutdown. He has expressed that from time to time, um, and, you know, the question is, you know, it'll be a partial government shutdown initially. And will we, uh, you know, will we prevent that? And, uh, you know, there are a number of Republicans in the House who are not going to vote for another continuing resolution. This could put, uh, you know, Johnson in that position of having to rely on a lot of Democratic votes to uh, to keep the government open. This isn't an issue in the Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell uh, and other Republicans are not interested in having a potential government shutdown. The, the place where it is an issue is in the House of Representatives, where Republicans, some Republicans, not all, obviously, but some Republicans believe a government shutdown is a, is a good idea. It would force various things, including some hope of change in asylum policies on President Biden, uh, the way they tried, they've tried to do that with Ukraine aid, which, by the way, of course, is the other huge issue facing Speaker Johnson. Um, and will it all be combined into one bill, one magical bill that will uh, uh, you know, keep government open, keep government funded for ever, however long, but also send money to Ukraine and Israel uh, could it be done that way? And if it is done that way in the House of Representatives, it is going to certainly require Democrats getting on board with uh, that kind of legislation. And as guys, I, I can't tell you that there is a known path forward, and anyone who tells you they know the path forward is a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder <laughs> I'm, about... I'm, I'm, guys, putting that out there. <laughs> I wonder about the uh, uh, the border... Security. They keep bringing that up as the issue. Will they? Will they recognize any kind of input, or is it dead on arrival? Well, uh, as we know, when the Senate sent over the bill that had the Ukraine funding in it, the Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan uh, foreign money or you know assistance, military aid. Um, then suddenly in the House, they said, well, we're not, uh, we're not going to do it unless there's some kind of border provisions in it. The senators, the uh, Republican senators, 
uh, decided that they weren't going to bring up or vote for the border security measures that had been worked out in a bipartisan way. So when the when the bill, the funding bill came over from the Senate to the House, the House, the, some House Republicans, as I say, and Speaker Johnson himself actually has said that it won't be taken up unless it has some border provisions. Now, the Republicans are kind of fighting, have been fighting among themselves a little bit about these asylum provisions when the administration has, uh, the president has been willing to roll back the asylum process and Democrats, uh, with the exception of, of, you know, the the most, the far left progressives have been willing to accept changes in uh, border policy because of the issue. There is a crisis at the border. There's no question about it. Um, And, but I, I, again, there's a, that's another situation where I think if anybody says they know how it's going to play out, so it just, <laughs> you know, just is smoking something, guys. <laughs> Rob, as always, we appreciate your great reporting, and thank you for sure. drilling down for us this morning. Thanks, All right. Talk to you tomorrow. All, All right. right. Take care. You have a lot to think about when you're driving. Icy roads, the kids in the back, other drivers, reindeer. Hello, this is Ryan from Dent Magic. What you don't have to think about is where to take your car if you've been in an accident. At Dent Magic, we take pride in every vehicle we fix. From hail damage to deer damage, we use our expertise in multiple techniques to deliver the least invasive and best repairs possible. Dents, dings, and larger things. Dent Magic, your first stop before the body shop. Visit us on Highway 2 in Evergreen, just north of Flatted Electric, or online anytime at dentmagic.com. The KGEZ Good Morning Show Drill Down. Covering the biggest stories and bringing them home to Northwest Montana. And that is the second of our two exclusive KGEZ Good Morning Show drill downs made possible by Dent Magic for dents, dings, and things. You don't have to settle for the traditional replacement. Chances are your vehicle can be fixed with the parts and the paint already on it. You ought to see the guys and learn about the magic. Dent Magic, just north of Flathead Electric Co-op, Highway 2 and Evergreen.